Here are your hosts, Scott the Bear and Jeremiah the Johnson. Welcome to the Lost and Own Podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And we are back for another week. And as promised last week, we are flipping the format. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do something a little bit different. One, we're going to stop with this whole explain the whole show for 15 minutes ahead of time. And eventually we're going to have the... By the way, uh, there might be some background noise. My cat is attacking... Um, well, now it's, uh, he's attacking some tape and a synthesizer. But he was attacking a some styrofoam before. I might have to stop that at some point if I hear any weird synth sounds in the background. Which is weird because it's not plugged in. Which means my cat plugged in my synth and is playing it fucking crazy style. I might actually superimpose some synth sounds right now. I'm not going to do that because that's going to take too much time. Anyway, uh, we're not going to explain the whole show. Because uh, that wastes too much time. Uh, we don't want to you know, waste time out of the uh, the precious show for things like me talking about my cat or about what the show is normally about. But um, yeah, we, we regardless, if you're used to listening to the show, uh, we're not going to do that show right now. Now, eventually, we're going to flip the whole format up a little bit. Uh, we're going to switch some things around. We're doing a little, I would call it a Start, pilot. Starting cleanly at episode 350. Exactly. Also, the, also people might notice this episode yes. is numbered. Wildly different than the last number. We, we gained what, like nine episodes? I think something like that. Yes, yeah. and, and the reason is uh, we actually changed the number, and we talked about it last week um, to reflect the COVID episodes that we didn't number because we thought like, hey, the COVID specials, and then we're like, there's no COVID specials because this is now eventually became a two plus year yeah. uh, endeavor. So we're counting those now. So we have actually this is because we wanted to know like how many episodes have we really done? We don't want to be like, oh, we've got these plus these side stories and all this, you know, these this crossover series we did with the Avengers and blah blah blah. Like no. One numbering system, so we just jumped about nine episodes. Yeah, we're at 344 now. Yes, so thank and you, thank you for is, listening. This is a very special episode. What is it, Jer? Oh, well, so what we promised last week, and, and this will eventually take form in the like new format, but for now what we're doing is we're going to take... Uh, the halfway to Halloween episode, uh, and we're gonna Did talk about. Did somebody some... say halfway to Christmas? No, we. Uh... Oh, we're doing ladies halfway and, to ladies, Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, Santa Claus has come into the studio. Uh, I've been summoned. Uh, no, you have not been. Actually, it's only halfway to Halloween, not Christmas. Oh, then I'll fuck off. Bye. See you in a couple months, Santa. Oh, oh. All right. Well, Santa Claus, ladies and gentlemen, that was a. Well, it's not unexpected. I really believe that's I, a homeless man who lives in your neighborhood. I the fact that he and you need to lock hear, your doors. He literally heard a holiday and came into my yeah. house. He has a key. I don't know how he gets he got in. A key. He I gets changed in. my locks last time, and he still has a key. God, that was around a that was around yeah Christmas last that's year. I would say Christmas. I'm guessing. Christmas. Yeah, I'm guessing. Well, me. I was thinking he's intrusive enough. It could have been yeah Thanksgiving and that very last well, Halloween. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, it definitely would have Arbor been Arbor Day. Would have been last Christmas, sure. But yeah, he could have popped in like February, and be like, "Are we quarter the way to Christmas?" Bread? And then that's my best. It's a terrible impression of him, but um, but yeah, we're we're gonna go ahead and uh, um, halfway to Halloween, not Christmas. Also, for the listener, uh, we're recording this halfway to Halloween special episode on Mother's Day. No, yes. <laughs> Which is a week past halfway to Halloween and on Mother's Day. Yep. Yes. For and all you are... listeners out there who love Halloween and also slid out of her cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know your mom's spooky cunt. <laughs> mom's spooky cunt. Mom's spooky cunt. Hold on. I'm going to put that as a possible outro song because I got, I got nothing else to do today. And my buddy Marcus No is one touches my mom anymore. Her cunt's full of horror. Okay. Horror. Horror. Empty promise. It might not happen this week. That's in cobwebs because no one goes there. Horror. Horror. Empty promise. It might not be this week, but I will be coming to you with with a a song called Mom's Spooky Cunt. I actually like the almost song. Mom's Spooky Cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's Spooky Cunt. Like it was the Partridge family. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Roll call. I came out of her cunt. I'm Steve. I came out of her cunt. I'm I'm Jimmy. (laughs) I put my dick in her cunt. I'm Steve also. I was aborted and it failed. <laughs> my name is Chad. I was aborted and it took. My name's a ghost. <laughs> my spooky cunt. <laughs> this might be the song essentially just a little bit glossier. Uh, <laughs> okay. So actually, a lot of times what we used to do is uh, create a lot of new content for this stuff. But what we're going to do nowadays is uh, something a little different. We're not even going to explain it so much. We're just going to have some fun with some horror stories. We're going to have some fun with some web droppings. And we're just going to just, I don't know, 
roll into it. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna just have some fun with yeah, it. Yeah, we, we promised we wouldn't explain it. Yes. And and here's here's the here's the explanation of the non-explanation is what we're really hoping for is by 350, the new format will be absolutely in place. Because people love good round numbers. Yep. Just like they like, like my good, and my the, mom's good round bottom when they fucked her and I came out of her gun. Yeah, that's right. I'm stuttering Bobby. Just keep keep writing those down, <laughs> and they're, they're recorded. Uh, and we'll, we'll also have the uh, the theme song explain the show because yes. we're gonna do a new theme song yes. starting with episode three fifty. Exactly, and, so and three... it'll be one of those like like remember uh, the old the good golden days of TV. You, you yes. watched uh, that one about the people who got shipwrecked. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. My we're God. on an island. I think we're on an well, island all, all now. All those old shows had a theme song that explained the show. That's Gilligan. I came out of my mom's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm I'm lost. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Mom didn't fucking raise me right. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun. So, by 350. So, if it seems a little loose these next five, six episodes, it's because we are honing our craft. And if you guys have any... Oh, my uh, God. We should get every future guest. Because we also uh, interview celebrities on the show. That's something we should yes. probably just say blanket right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, but we should get each one to, to sing songy, say a line we give them. And it gets added to that cut song. <laughs> <laughs> my, so, name's, my name's Dan Harmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom's cut. <laughs> Everyone needs to say, my name's Mark Seward. I came be, out of my mom's cut. That might be the one way to get Dan Hiron back on the show is just be like, hey, if you come out of the show, you get to say this line. And honestly, you want to do freestyle a verse? Go go right ahead. Yeah. I will fucking literally, oh I, will, I will put an extra yeah. verse into that song. Anyway, so, uh, um, so yeah, we're going to figure this out in the next few episodes and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for some relative loose li- looseness. We're still going to do some web droppings. We're still going to give you the weird news. But we're also going to talk some horror, which is actually, Scott, where I want to start. Yeah, we're getting a little more horror-centric. Yeah. Halfway to Halloween, this works perfect. What we did this week is Jared and I both watched a horror movie, a new one for each of us. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about each horror movie. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe give you a recommendation. Maybe warn you away. I, I don't know how Jared felt about his. Yep. He definitely knows how I felt about mine because yes, I couldn't I shut the fuck up about it before the show started. And, and it's on my queue now. So if, that, if that's yeah. a little spoiler, folks. You know, and, uh, and then we're going to take a news story. A weird, weird fucking news story that's related to yes. our movie. And we're going to talk about that after the movie. Yes, And exactly. generate new content from that. Uh, my guess is we might even be able to create a sequel for each one of these movies I, using I, the... I honestly think so because we're, we're, we're letting them drive each other we're letting the story drive the movie and the movie drive the story yeah and i'm really i'm, I'm really liking this because we're some not, synergy we're not some abandoning synergy. the format but you wanted to uh, you wanted to pair uh the movie with uh, a whiskey before i took yes. the pairing out of the show notes because no no no, no. i no. I, I actually <laughs> I, I said that originally when i was like oh we could recommend a pairing i didn't realize we were actually going to make a change at that point so when we started making the change i'm like yeah i'm oh, not I, gonna i kept the change in the notes up until it became reality and then i'm like nah yeah that, be, that being said, my movie is going to be paired with Palton uh, de la Muerte, Mezcal. Pe- Pe- Peloton of the Dead. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, Peloton de la Muerte. Yeah, Peloton of the Dead. Yes, I love that. That's great. Isn't Peloton a clothing company? Uh, Peloton was the bi- the uh, stationary bike company that blew up during COVID and then so they make, now crashed. They, they make yeah. Mezcal now? Yeah. That's how much they crash. You're like, fuck it. People are now out of the... Uh, what do people want to do out of... Actually, people wanted to drink during the This pandemic. mezcal is very smoky. Yeah, it's a lot of burned Pelotons they used <laughs> yeah. to make it. Yeah. People were like, You can squeeze I... a lot of tequila out of a burned Peloton. Turns out when with, with inflation you know, uh, increasing... Although, I will say... Yeah, people were like, I've got to spend $2,000 on actual gas to get somewhere. I don't want to spend $2,000 on a, a stationary bicycle. It's a stationary thing that's supposed to take you places. But I had a computer and the person on it talked to you. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, yeah, you go, fucker. And then, pe- and then people realize you can put a, uh, an iPhone or an iPad on the, the TV stand. Like what everybody does and at the gym. just watch a YouTube video. At the $30 yeah. a month or whatever, Planet Fitness, that's what everybody does. Well, I yeah. know they had personal trainers, but you can also just follow a YouTube well, regimen. They, they also have like, free. They, they, they also had like, um, like you would be able to go through these trails and see yourself go through them and it would like adjust the pressure and all this stuff, so, you know, or, or tension, I should say. But honestly, honestly they were not a bad yeah. product and a silly reason why it failed. Two people in TV and or film died on them within two months and they were like, and people stopped buying the product. Well, also, Guess people, what? The girl from Sex and the City, number one, is alive. Yeah. <laughs> and her dying on it in the show doesn't make your product at home less valuable, less good, or yeah. less functional. 
I will. I will say that people are the, stupid. One of the other reasons too is, I mean, they they knew the, the like the sales. They've been around for a while. The sales rapidly increase. They're pretty much just to their pre-pandemic sales. Yeah, for what I understand. Like you're when everybody has to stay at home and they can't actually take their real bike out or go walking. Yeah, with they were friends, pandemic. Of heights. course. They're going to like increase things that you can stay at home and exercise with. People couldn't even go to gyms. And now people are like, I want to go to the gym. It's a reason to get out of the house and stuff. So people's, you know, Pelotons are collecting dust now. They're selling them. Now there's a bunch of big uh, used market for them. So anybody even looking to get one is now getting one for half price on the used market. So there's a lot of reasons. There's a there was a pandemic bubble for certain types of things that that is gonna that's gonna be caused. So this is exactly what the show is about. We're talking about economics during the pandemic, and we are having a great time doing it. But actually we're going to talk about some horror movies, Matt. Um, okay. So, my horror movie is called Centipede Horror. Now, I, I would like yes. to say when you first told me about the movie, you called it just Centipede. And I kept Did Googling, I? and I kept Googling, and I kept Googling, trying to find you any like, movie based that, on the wasn't, video game? <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the movie Centipede no. Horror, because that came up a lot. And I'm like, no, there's got to be another movie that doesn't well, have the word horror first, first all, attached. But when I was actually looking for, because um, I actually kind of re- like reverse engineered this, I was looking for movies about centipedes and millipedes, and I it it was I had to like essentially type in the you know the exclusion uh, filter in Google to not use the word human because everything that comes up when you type in centipede horror movie, it just comes up human centipede, human centipede. I think a lot of people probably would have expected you just to go uh, human centipede. No, because it's not a real centipede. I wanted real bugs. I wanted real bugs. Fair enough. Um, And uh, so, you know, anyway, centipede horror, here's the the, the elevator pitch. Uh, A crazed evil wizard uses his powers to take revenge on beautiful women by making them vomit up live centipedes, uh, which then proceed to eat their victims. This was made in 1982 Hong Kong. Um, And I'm going to give you a little bit more of a a description of the plot, and um, for those of you, I'm not. There's not going to be much spoiler stuff here. There's not really anything to really spoil. Spoil in the movie, but there when a movie more... when a movie's like 40 years old. In fact, this is the 40th anniversary, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, don't worry about spoilers. Exactly. That's, that's don't, so. But don't. if for some reason you don't want you want to go in blind, uh, skip ahead about four we, minutes. We should or, come up with a yeah. spoiler range. Like, is five years fair? If you haven't seen the movie in five years, ten, ten yeah. I, I, there I, needs it, to be an exclusion. And I'll, and I'll still give spoiler warning, but I'm not going like. If I'm, it, if I'm also going to give a warning to all of our listeners. We're working towards episode 350. Yes, and you're going to hear some of the the sausage we're, getting made. Exactly, as we we're going to literally be making sausage, literally, not figuratively. We're going to make sausage. On There's the going to be a lot of gear sounds yep. and a lot of wet and a lot sounds. Of <laughs> a lot of wet sounds. More yep. wet sounds than normal. Yes, we we have a lot of wet sounds. We actually. do. We are known as the Wet Sound Podcast. Um, Anyway, so my description of this is a woman uh, has been warned. This is right off the bat in the movie. A woman's been warned not to go to Southeast Asia her whole life, but she does anyway at the approval of the uh, approval of her brother. Her brother gives her a charm to protect her from evil. She goes, decides not to. My cat's uh, meowing. Uh, doesn't <laughs> decides uh, to not wear the charm. Gets attacked by centipedes and dies. And it's determined that a powerful curse was placed on her by a wizard. So her brother finds some other wizards to help him fight that wizard and reverse the the curse on the family. It is revealed to show that the curse was placed on the family due to an incident far back uh, in action that a powerful wizard promised vengeance for. So he is taking it out on the next generation. Now, um, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there. There's uh, Make sure my cat doesn't turn the uh, uh, podcast off like he's done before. Um let me move this real quick. <laughs> we we uh, have uh, cat, cat technical difficulties. Yes, yes, exactly. He's just he's just been like, yeah, I want to see what's going on here. Um, oh, I still have the mouse. Okay. Oh, he's after the mouse. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 on point. That's, that's on brand. That's a cat and mouse game. I mean, if anyone's <laughs> listening to our show, they've already seen our logo, which has a cat's face. <laughs> yep. Oh, he's gonna come after my microphone now. That's fun. <laughs> this is a, this is fun. Yeah, this is this is fun for the listener. My cat's pretty cool, but. Um, Anyway, um, I do want to give uh, what I'm going to call the Lost Award. We might change the name of the uh, the Losty, the homie. I don't know. The Lost Award goes to the actress Margaret Lee for placing multiple real centipedes in her mouth. Fucking fear factor. Stuff that would make people wow. feel Wow. You mean that? 
I guess I saw that clip. I watched yeah. the trailer. So yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so these are uh, these are. And by the way, there's a couple. Oh, of, you couldn't pay me it's, to do it's, that. It's part. And of I'm the, not a bug phobic person. It's part of. The, and by the way, the, the entire bug budget. Phobic. The entire budget for this movie was less than what one person would take home for Fear Factor. So she was not making a ton of money for this. But what you will do? <laughs> you, for you, your you mean a you mean a month of free Arby's? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know what Fear Factor gets paid, but I believe they get paid it, in well, Arby's. Actually, it, it wasn't even that much. It was like you'd get fifty grand for like eating bugs or whatever. But anyway. These are, by the way, when I say centipedes, uh, you know, in Vermont, we look at centipedes and millipedes. They're like a couple a little, of, like, they're very inch little. long or whatever. These are three to five inch long. Oh, we've all seen tropical centipedes. ones. Yes. Uh, these are three we've to five all, inches Jared, long. We've Poisonous, all too. seen tropical ones. Yes. I'm speaking for the listeners, are both of us. <laughs> everybody, everybody has seen a tropical. Actually, if you've ever been to a zoo and you go to the bug exhibit, they usually have those tropical ones that, like, the centipedes and millipedes are literally the size of your arm. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and smaller, and like, and the size and also of, like, very, snakes. Usually very poisonous. I'm sure these were probably not poisonous ones because they went in. But, like, she had three to, uh, three to six of them in multiple, what I say, multiple scene setups. And multiple scene setups being that it was all part of the same scene, but the... Like, she had to, like, spit these out. And I'm guessing also maybe multiple takes. I'm hoping for her sake not. But anyway, so I want to give her a shout-out, uh, Margaret Lee, for stuffing these things in her mouth, having to hold them until action was, like, called, and then finally oh, spitting Oh, God, them like, the guy over to the side is like, uh, lighting's not quite right. Can you just hold them in your mouth for, like, another 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah, No, we need... Uh, where's the lighting guy? I think he's in the trailer. Get him out of his trailer. He's being a prima sound, donna. Because, you know, check. lighting guys are always the prima donnas <laughs> yeah, exactly. in their trailers. They also have trailers. Yeah. <laughs> every, every gaffer has a yeah. trailer. This is Hong Kong in 1982. Yeah. We don't know how they made movies. Every gaffer gets a trailer. Every lighting guy. They storm off set when you can't let them, like, use their pink rose filter. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, it doesn't make sense in this. This is outdoor lighting. We yeah. have the sun. I blind my rose filter. I don't play. <laughs> Boom. It's like, oh, man, this is and Hong Kong. And she's just standing there going, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, this is Hong Kong of the 1980s. We do listen to gaffers and uh, lighting uh, technicians. Oh, uh, what was her name? Maggie or Margaret? Um, uh, uh, Margaret Lee, yes. Yeah, they got just Margaret. Just swallow a few of them. There's too many in your mouth. Just swallow them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, things are like... Oh, they'd probably try going down. Uh, that's the thing I'm, I'm curious of, like, if they put, like, any kind of, like, stopper like in there. Like a diaphragm? Because these things were, like, the second she opened her mouth, they crawled out. Like, like they were bit, looking to go somewhere, and if the only opening with their throat... Probably, they like, to, probably like a sponge or a diaphragm, I, just like women would use for birth control. I would I would think so, because it seems like it would have... They would have tried to climb down her throat. And there was, like, well, there for, was, like, for, a half a dozen... They, of, first like, they, her cheeks were bulging with centipedes. First they stuffed, like, blazing hot talkies... Like to the back oh, of her yeah. throat, and then they put the centipedes in, so the centipedes won't want to go through the talkie wall. Yeah, yeah. I, think I don't so. think talkies existed in 1982, but this is my belief. Fuck it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the great. Well, the, oh, the great talkie wall. Well, there's of actually China. not. There's actually not. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's a different wall, but I also there's like Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this talkie wall. <laughs> um, but anyway, so there's. Um, I mean, I, I will say I don't know that if that's true because there's not much out there like production notes or DVD extras or anything kicking uh, kicking around about this. Um, but it did get me going down a rabbit hole about Category 3 films in Hong Kong. I'm not going to go too deep because are, that could be... Are these films that when released are graded based on the amount of Waffle Houses closed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. That's right. We have our Waffle House. Oh, we lost yeah. 90 Waffle Houses. This is a Category 3 film. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot we had that correlation. Yeah. It's the tornado or the hurricane to Waffle House yeah. correlation. Um, but yeah, so category three films. I'm not going to go too deep because you could take a whole university class on this because they, they, this is like um, this is beyond like subgenres or anything. Uh, this is like a, a sort of a classification system for exploitation movies in Hong Kong. Um, Santa Pete Horror was considered a category three film, although the movie um, uh, was came out before the. Strict Classification, which came out in 1988, with the movie Men Behind the Sun, which portrayed in graphic detail the actions of Unit 731, which was a notorious covert research unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that performed lethal human experiments during the Second Sino-Japanese War and World War II. That movie included footage from a real-life autopsy 
and a real cat that was apparently fed to a swarm of hungry rats, which is why I will never see it. Although the director insists the cat was just covered in honey and the rats were just licking it off. Wow. And, and the cat was fine and it survived. I'm like, cat, rats don't just lick honey off of a cat. Uh, this, and so I, I will never watch it. Hear those loud squeals from the cat? Yeah. He's giggling. Yeah, it tickles. Like, you, know, you know how that cats much. and rats get along so well? They giggle with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will never watch that one. That is uh, um, uh, that is one I, I have no interest in seeing. But um, so they're often lumped together, but they're not really a subgenre. There's uh, they, the genres vary um, from a pro tobacco rom com called Love in a Puff, which I love. I want to see that one. To the, the Skinamax sounding sex and zen 3D, the gay romance happy together, and of course the aforementioned gore flicks. Um, other notable flicks, The Untold Story, which is on Shudder, which is on my in my queue. That came in 93, I think. Um, uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, which I think I either saw or we wanted to see back because it came out in 91. I remember hearing about that in like high school. It was like an extreme martial arts movie. Yeah. Um, also, Pretty Woman. Um, not the U.S. movie. This movie involves movie, the movie it's based on. Yes, yes, it's a remake. Yes. This is the remake of the uh, the Hong Kong movie in which an office girl gets raped and murdered and replaced with a lookalike. It was actually a smash hit in Hong Kong. Made 30... pretty woman, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get raped. Yeah. <laughs> pretty woman, replace her with a rookalike. Pretty woman. We made $30 million upon its release in 1991 in Hong Kong. It was actually a smash hit. It made as much as the John Woo film Upon a Thief. So. Um, I mean, once, there's, once movies, a, once with, a thief, there's movies with equally disturbing content that are considered classics, so... Yes, but the thing is, though, this one actually made money at the theater in Hong Kong at the time. Um, so, like, I mean, but Human, Human Centipede made money in the theater here, so... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Category 3 production has slowed down considerably since the 90s because the Hong Kong film industry got much, like, really intertwined with mainland China, which obviously is more much more restrictive and censored. But the cool thing about Centipede Horror, it was one of the only, if not the only, Category 3 movie written by a woman. So there's some uh, information about my movie. Any thoughts, Scott? I think I didn't research my movie enough. Well, I but, I, but at the same all, time, down, my, my, most mine... of this was not about my movie. This was actually a, this was a, a Google hole. Yeah, my, so. for mine, uh, which I'll be getting to in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I didn't need to do as much deep dive because there wasn't as much deep dive. It's a newer movie. Came out year. Yours came out 2016. Yeah, and mine. Yours the, has the, history. By the way, the mo movie itself, like, I found nothing on, but it led me down a rabbit, or a Google hole. I love um, Google holes. Uh, yes. No, I find all that interesting. Uh, I actually found it most interesting that there was a woman director doing uh, uh, shock horror in 1982. That's very progressive of a country yes. that is next to a oppressive regime. Which is actually funny. Which, was, which was, is probably why uh, that comes from that. Which is, I, I was actually looking, and it looked like, like, overall, there was more acceptance, like, it, like women in film and all that kind of stuff in Hong Kong in 1982 than there was in the United States at that time. Because also Hong Kong, I can't remember when. Like I mean, we had, Hong, hey, Hong we Kong, had Working Hong Girl Kong in 1982. To, we had Working Girl. That was a movie about a woman trying to get a job yeah. and have have it. We we had some progressive. Cinema. She wanted to work. That's right. She wanted to slave for wages just like men. Yeah, so she could take care of her husband or whatever. <laughs> Actually. I, uh, I don't, well, actually, actually, plot, yeah. I don't remember the plot of work. Actually, I don't remember the plot point of working girl. No, no, but, I just don't exist. But, but there was, but, uh, but there was, uh, as far as, and by the way, I don't mean like movies about uh, women. Or anything. Nine to I mean five. about like uh, allowing, like quote unquote, allowing like women actually being like an active part in uh, upper echelons of cinema. The, the real key about the, the category three stuff is that that like category three essentially was what the 1980s like slasher horrors and stuff were, were extremely misogynistic. Um, even though they may have had like final girls in them and stuff like that, like there was. So it's like surprising when you're like, oh, like a woman wrote this one. Um, this one actually yeah. doesn't have as much misogyny in it. Um, but also was written in 1982 before the real Category 3 uh, stuff blew up, which like then it became a little bit more like the generic 1980s slasher. I mean, they didn't. They were more extreme. It was actually cl probably closer to the the video nasty uh, scare of the 1980s um, as far as – but it was a classification system. Like we have rated R and NC-17 and yeah. stuff. They were like, this is Category 3, which is why they're like, it's not a genre. This isn't just horror movies – Anything that is ex essentially exploitative, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna call this. Um, but there's also like, some good stuff in there too. Um, uh, by good, I mean I actually I loved Centipede Horror, but it's the one thing I will say. There's one version of it you can find. I think it's on Blu-ray as well, but I found it Alamo on demand. Um, the uh, subtitles are baked in, like in a set, like they are on the film, like the uh, oh. and, and they are in just white with no black outline. So. 
I'll say about 30% of the words you can't read because they're also on a white background. You just oh. have to be like, oh, okay, I get the gist of it. Huh. And, and and so they have, um, yeah. So it's a little it's a little rough, but also um, the last, I would say, that'd be like having That'd be like having there's... white subtitles baked into like the thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. which, which is mostly yeah. in the winter it's in the not, snow. It's not as bad, but it's, it's, yeah. Luckily, there's a lot of like jungle settings and stuff, but there is, you know, a lot of like white crown or like people's or, white shirts or whatever. Or that famous fin- Finnish movie from 1987, White Backdrop Jamboree. <laughs> white Backdrop Jamboree, it's a white backdrop jamboree. But it's just, yeah, can't subtitles. Read, can't read any subtitles. They're all just white on white. Which is fine because the subtitles are literally oh, the same. There's white also, backdrop then, jamboree. Then there's also that KKK movie, White on White. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, white on white action. A lot, lot, lot of KKK members in white robes, very center focused with the subtitles right about their midsection. So there's just a guy in a hood. Yeah. Can't even see his lips moving. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the uh, KKK uh, porno called White on White Prime. And it's just uh, them. Sucking each oh, other I thought dicks. I thought there was their new subscription service. Yeah, and they're just like they're like wait a <laughs> minute, on white, on. white on white prime plus. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> white prime. Uh, and then they like and like remember the first scene? They're like, I don't think my hood hole is big enough for this, and they have to cut a big old hood hole in their fucking KKK hood so they can suck the big old dick. First, I actually don't think they do they have mouth holes. Mm, no, they're just eye holes, right? Eye hole. Okay, so they have to cut a mouth hole. I'm afraid I'm going to have to cut it out. I actually had to think about that for a second, but then I remember it, I just watched uh, The Heart She Holler, and there was an episode of that. Uh, that was the Comedy Central. Uh, yes. No, Adult uh, Swim. Adult Swim, yeah. Patton Pat Oswalt. Oswalt. Yeah, they, they had a class uh, of kids, and they gave them a... Uh, same guy who made Xavier, yeah. Yep. Uh, they had a class of kids, and they needed to give them uniforms, so they'd you know stop judging each other in the clothes, so they gave them all KKK uniforms. Oh, yeah. So all the kids were little KKK members. I remember they had no oh, mouths. But yeah. like if they wore glasses, they wore them and over we do the know, hood. We do know that fine documentary, Heart Holler. But I think you're right. Yeah. I, I just like that. They don't have. There was a kid who had glasses, so he wore his glasses over the hood. Yeah. And there was a girl who had like a bow in her hair, so the bow was on the hood. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly tells who they are. Yeah, so you can kind of tell yeah. them apart as kids. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Ooh. I actually, oh, so... So I just uh, also riffing on some new content before we even get to the 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 story is I also imagine the 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 guy being like oh you I see why they call you the Grand Wizard and the Grand Wizard is a big dick but it's black <laughs> he's like uh oh oh my god yeah oh my god it's I think racial... what, we, what we really need is more gay KKK porn interracial gay KKK porn oh yeah that'll that'll even things up I re- no I think it really would it would piss some fucking white southerners off I'll tell you that I think so yeah okay right. that's my new content I'm gonna start generating <laughs> <laughs> well um okay yeah so I've got a web dropping to go along with this okay. yeah as promised so a uh, a new millipede has been named how after- new is it uh don't know. <laughs> it was uh, um, actually it, so. This was discovered by an entomologist who completed his PhD in 2020. The story from April of 2022, so within that two-year range. Okay. Um, a new millipede was named after Taylor Swift. Uh, Derek Hennon, an entomologist who completed his PhD at Virginia Tech in 2020, discovered a millipede species and named it in Swift's honor. The species is called Nanaria swiftae. So generally, what happens is the genus, I think. Um, or maybe this species is Nanaria, whatever it is, and then you—it's the one you can't fuck yeah. with. And, and then you, and then yeah. So Nanaria is like essentially the type, and then the other one is like the very specific. Like this is the specific. Maybe it's that's the, that's where they oh, tool around. Maybe with that's it. where specific comes from. Species. It's from the it's or, origin. Um, so or, yeah, the origin of my, words. My, my guess is it's genus and species, right? So it's like yes. the new species would be Swiftea, and genus, and genus is would Latin. be Nanaria. And uh, and Swift A, they just make it sound Latin, um, or vernacular. They make it sound the, Latin. the Swift Twisted Claw Millipede. Ooh. Um, so anyway, that's a, that's pretty much the story. Is a new millipede was named after um, Taylor Swift. So so we just straight up need a sequel to the first movie where which, Taylor by the way, Swift where is Taylor in Swift it. is like She's the the it. one vomiting dude. I will I will pay a lot of money to see Taylor Swift get sent, four inch long centipede shoved in her mouth and have I'm getting hard just thinking about it. Tay <laughs> <laughs> Tay, yeah. But, I um, mean, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan at all. I, yeah. I, I, she, I don't I don't I don't love her. Hate. She's, she's attractive looking. Yeah. I don't like her music, and I really don't like I, I all say, the, the neo Nazi stuff that circulates around her. She, she's got some. She's got some like. She's got some legit like like. Catchy songs. I don't listen to any of her music. Yeah, I would. I would to say any she's a talented. It's not my, I will it's not say my speed. she's a talented musician. She, sure. She, whether she, whether you like her music or not, she's talented at uh, songwriting. Whether she's actually a neo-Nazi or not, 
I mean, we've had we've covered the stories of her in the past about whether we quite don't know if her lyrics and her themes and everything are pushing white supremacy or if they're just loved I mean, she, by white supremacists. I mean, maybe maybe she's a white supremacist, but she's at least you know uh, been accepting. I mean, granted, this could also be for for any reasons, but you know, accepting of the LGBTQ culture and whatnot, or, or you know, she's at least come out you know being like, hey, no. don't pick on like well after like. 2021 she's like hey you know what well, maybe way we late <laughs> a little late <laughs> yeah but uh ellie kemper you know, also she, i think yeah, white yeah. people should be able to marry black people <laughs> but, I, but i don't think dude this is 2022 you're here now i don't think but i don't think kimmy schmidt's a uh um you know a, a racist even though she took part in racist shit because she grew up that way you know that's the way it works sometimes. no that is fair they probably both grew up very horribly yeah. and maybe yeah. and things are, no, yeah, most like, likely I, I, I don't i don't think one way or the other about Taylor Swift. It's fine. But, um, now, the movie has to be her in this movie doing the she, same oh, thing. She does. She uh, essentially... And it's a, re, it's a remake. It's, a tw- it's, it's not a, a sequel. It's a remake? No, it's a remake, actually. How about this? So it can be a reboot of two, two, uh, uh, Centipede Horror from 1982 because it was... Does it have to take place in Asia at all? Like No, no, no. It's, so it's, who, it's made for American audiences. It takes place in Kentucky. So how does she get cursed? Oh, uh, it's still a, still a racist curse. A voodoo curse. Yeah, we still yeah. make it a racist thing. Yeah. So switch it to Southern, Southern America voodoo. No, just voodoo, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that works. Oh, yeah, like, so... She does a concert It takes place in, like, Louisiana, exactly. Yes. She does and a she concert gets, and, Yeah, and she just gets... A, a black guy looks at her the wrong way, and she's like, I think I was cursed. And then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then she just, like... And, and then, like, they go after the black guy, like, no, I just looked at her, like, I think it's that guy, and it's, like, the tour manager's clearly, like, wait, oh, my shum, 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 no, whom, no. Yeah, and, doing like, a clearly, voodoo curse. Yeah, clearly doing a voodoo Sh- Shaking curse something, yeah. th- th- literally throws a doll with a centipede jammed in its mouth at her. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Just, and so I'm the centipede curse guy is being so, sold on her tour. So this isn't a straight up horror movie. It's more like if it's a reimagining. If, if Spice World was a horror movie, yes, I mean it's a because it's about it's about horror. a girl in music, so it can be kind of funny and weird, but also straight yeah. horror too. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, the curse style. Like we definitely pull some stuff from Craven's uh, Serpent and the Rainbow style stuff. You know, like get that kind of vibe going, uh, but. Also have it fun. She like we want to definitely have it like half tour video where she's like I will and she like breaks into song like oh I, TikTok like, she breaks into TikTok oh she has to yeah she has to like sing about like yeah so we it's a half musical I'm like I'm actually I would fucking see this honestly yeah every once in a while like she'll be in the mirror puking up centipedes in the middle of a TikTok yeah. and the music keeps playing yeah. to like it's like a yeah. beat where they're <laughs> exactly. coming out of her mouth to the beat I don't want nothing from you <laughs> <laughs> music keeps playing <laughs> oh god so many fucking centipedes. <laughs> and you read, and you got to read on the side all the comments on the screen, like a TikTok feed, where yeah. it's like, <laughs> so swifty of her to puke yeah. up all the centipedes. She's setting them free. Love you, Tay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, free, free, hashtag free the centipede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's the real human centipede. <laughs> uh, I, okay, so I, I, I did dig a little bit deeper, um, not uh, because of this, again, went down a little bit of a Google hole. This will take a few minutes. Uh, other species named after celebrities. So an estimated uh, 17,000 or 24,000 animal species identified every year. So we've got the Nathia Marley A, a parasite that feeds on fish named after Bob Marley. Scaptia Beyonce, a rare horsefly named after Beyonce. Uh, Avahe Clisi, who definitely got the best one. This look up a woolly lemur, fucking adorable, named after John Cleese. Um, Agra Kate Winslette. Um, Who's that named after? So this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet had this beetle named after her because of her role in Titanic. The beetle was on the brink of extinction due to deforestation, but did not go down with a ship, quote-unquote. Um, so I assume the ones that did go down with a ship or the ones that died freezing in the ocean were named after Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Um, okay, so Villagallus palostropha hefnere, a rabbit named after Hugh Hefner for uh, pretty obvious reasons. Actually, two obvious reasons. They discovered a new rabbit in his lifetime? Yeah. Like... It's a fucking rabbit. Did we really not find dude, all the my, rabbits? My guess is, dude, there's there, a woolly lemur. And I get, I get when they find a bug. I get yeah. when they find a microbe. Yeah, but yeah, like a big a rabbit, fucking yeah. rabbit. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, but I so I assume yeah, it was I, all, it was on the grounds of Buckingham Palace. We just never looked down. Yeah, we were, oh, <laughs> is that a new rabbit? Sure, name it after Hugh Hefner. Um, actually, it's a so it's a I think a rabbit in the southeast of United States, uh, southwest of United States. Huh. Um, uh, en- Enophthalamus Hitlere. Oh, no. A species of blind cave beetle named after Hitler by a German in 1933. Now, here's here's a piece of information that may or may not be true. Being blind, the beetle tried to eradicate the news because uh, they read their braille wrong. 
Stay tuned this fall for the Peacock comedy <laughs> Beetle Beetle Brarley about a Nazi beetle who escaped life in Argentina uh, uh, escaped to a life in Argentina after war and is living life as a doctor in a Jewish community next to his neighbor Steve Eugel. Not to be mixed up with B E A T L E Brailey, a documentary about Ringo Starr's <laughs> failing eyesight. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Anyway, last one. Uh, staying on evil historical figures, uh, Ag- yeah. Agathidium, Bushy, Cheney, and Rumsfeldy, three slime mold beetles named after those guys from the G.W. Bush era. For those young who don't remember the fact that, well, hey, oh, if only we could go back to only the evils of G.W. Bush. Now. This I brought to uh, the table because of uh, you. I just wanted to name eight things that are named, uh, eight organisms named after Star Wars characters. Wasps. Three species of wasps named after Veda, Yoder, Yoder, Veda, Veda, Yoder, Yoder, Vader, Yoda, and Chewbacca. Um, That's what the Boston like planet calls them, the, the Bill Burr planet. Because there's Bill Burr in the Star Wars universe now. Yes, he has yeah, a Boston yeah, accent. Exactly, so yes. When, when it, they talk about him, like, yeah, they had Jedi's back then. There's Yoder. Yeah, Yoder. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yoder and uh, Veda. Veda. Uh, Veda uh, so and Yoder. Queen, Queen Amidala has a begonia named after her, as does Darth Veda. Um, Han Solo. This one actually got, I got a kick out of. A species of trilobite was discovered in southern China. Now, the discoverer said they named it because it was named for the Han Chinese people and because it's the only member of its genus. The discoverer later admitted that he was just dared by his friends to name a species after a Star Wars character. So Han <laughs> Solo also so has two meetings, which is great. Uh, yeah. A trapdoor spider named after the Sarlacc. A catfish Smart. named Greedo. Uh, a bone-eating worm named after Jabba the Hutt. A flightless weevil named after the Progs. Uh, Porks, sorry, Progs. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think that's an actual people, my friend. Yeah. I, I think they no, live. I think it's like a, that definitely sounds like a bad name to call some kind of. Oh, like porgs, actually. Oh, those fucking progs. Um, but yes, but the real progs, no. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, flightless weevil. My favorite prog. part of Star Wars, the progs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that Czech Republic, whatever? Yeah. Um, so uh, there's also a flightless weevil named after Yoder and Chewbacca. And Chewbacca also has a moth named after him, which brings his total species to three. Darth Vader has the most named after him with seven, including uh, also, a, a, as opposed to just what I've also mentioned uh, before, mites, ants, flies, and lice. And Yoda has four coming in second with an isopod and an acorn worm along with the two I already mentioned. Huh. Now, Scott, I have one question for you. Uh, there is, uh, there's, my, my cat is, is clawing at the door to get out. My cat is going nuts today. So, Scott, I, I've got one little question. Um, oh, he, oh, he was up on the the top that's fine i could put his left in there he's gonna go back anyway this is this is a very cat centric episode yeah halfway to cat halloween um so somebody uh, discovers an organism names it after you what kind of organism would you like named after you uh it could be a plant could be uh an animal a a new blank names you know scott barricus a bear yeah too too easy yeah. No, I want to. I want to. We found this new species of bear in Alaska. We're naming it yeah. Scott Bear. We're gonna call it Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I won't know. There's no bear. There's a brown bear, black bear, polar bear, uh, grizzly bear, Kodiak bear. There's all these bears. Yeah, I think, I think a thought, bear would be just, like a just, like the genus have got to be right. Bear. Team. So you would be like bear bear. Yeah. What's what's that one? That's a bear. What kind? No. Oh, it's a bear. It's, it's yeah. Bear. Yeah. The one bear. Yeah, it's a bear, but it's the like one, spelled as your. I, I would bear. also want everyone to give the caveat: it's the one true bear. The oh, the one true bear. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we've got a sequel. We got a, a few extra little facts on that, and uh, I think my little my little part of this uh, endeavor is over. Yeah. Um, so moving on, um, I picked a movie that follows. Uh, it, it's so tangentially horror that it's almost not uh, horror at all. Oh, by the way, I, I would say like we don't we shouldn't pigeonhole ourselves into horror. I would say just it could be mean, horror sci-fi genre films. Yeah, like, like mine, mine is more fantasy. sci-fi, yeah. but it's also it, it's got it blood, comedy, it's got yeah. it's got people dying, it's gory, it has uh, a baby gets boiled in it. I know, I know. We I would I want to call it horror because it has horrific things within we, it. We want to we want to. Oh, by the way, um, uh, centipede horror has a uh, flaming. Skeleton chicken ghosts. Yes. So I, just watch it because of that. Yes, I'm going to watch um, it just because of that. Yes, literally like that. Like that's all you need to know. Um, but yeah, I would say like I mean, really, we would just want to find a movie and then uh, a story that can come off that movie. So if if it doesn't turn out to be horror, big deal. 
Um, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously try to like, we'll gear toward horror, but if it doesn't work, boom. My day, once again, just like you, uh, we took our web dropping and uh, reverse engineered our show based on that. So starting with the movie, uh, Space Cop from 2016. Now this is a C-level uh, film. And if anyone wants to go looking for it, it's on Amazon. You have to pay four ninety nine for it. Uh, I think th well, I, I, well I worth it was the money. Three, three ninety nine, right? Was now, it three ninety nine? Three ninety nine to rent and eight ninety nine to buy. There we go. Yeah. Uh, well worth the uh, the rental fee. Although uh, if, I'm, I'm guessing maybe that's the stand the SD. My guess is maybe it's a buck more. Four ninety nine to to rent and nine ninety nine to buy. Possibly. I, I got I got my information off JustWatch.com, which is actually really great. Slash it's a great app. Yeah. There. I would say everybody uh, get that. Uh, so Space Cop 2016 is a sci-fi movie first and foremost, a little less on the horror side, but like I said, it has horrific elements, lots of blood, lots of death. Yeah, and honestly, like, again, sci-fi, horror, thriller, like, these genre films that are just fun. Yeah, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with how it it's, worked out. We're not, we're not going to give you, like, a, a serious drama or an art house, you know, drama or something like that. We're not, not going to fucking touch dramas. Now, this movie is based on a... I want to say almost short slash trailer that used to exist uh, four years prior to the film's making back in 2012. Uh, they took a lot of people, uh, their attention. They pulled their attention. So what ended up happening was the guys over Red Letter Media, and for anyone who does not know who they are, go to YouTube. They have a channel. Uh, they mainly review films, but they also sometimes do skits and little shorts and stuff. Uh, they're one of my favorite film reviewers, mainly because they uh, stand up for the confirmation bias I already have against things I hate. I tend to go to them when I dislike a movie because they also have similar opinions and tend to dislike movies that I dislike. Yeah. I really rarely go to them for movie reviews because they do a lot of reviews on their YouTube channel of things I like because I already know I like it. I don't need someone else to tell me why I like it even more. So, I, so I really somebody, use them to build up my hate for things I hate. So if somebody uh, already essentially is in line with the movies you love and hate, you would assume that if they make a movie, hopefully it means I, you will also like the movie. But I've been told to listen to their good reviews too because they're very good at picking apart movies. They're very intellectual in what they well, do. I, I, mean, I mean, the other thing about listening, to, I, I, I like listening to good reviews so I know what to watch. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, their good reviews are really good, but I, I tend to form my own opinions about what I want to see and whether I like something. It's more like when I really like the new Star Wars sequels. See, so when many, I hate when I yeah. hated those, I immediately went to Red Letter Media to see if they hated them too, and they did, and they hated them in great ways. Here, they gave me nuance. Here's yeah, like new ways to hate. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> new ways to hate. There, but the, but the, the way I, I I treat reviews generally is I don't usually listen to bad ones because I'll make up my own opinion. But if I hear a good one by somebody I respect, I'm more like there's too much stuff to sift through. So for instance, my I mention her all the time. Spooky Astronauts, my favorite YouTube. Yep. Uh, I subscribe horror. to her. Like her horror, like she, like we probably are like 90% of our uh, movie uh, likes are like on point. See, if and I didn't, if I hadn't seen a horror movie and she covered it, I'd probably go to her to, to hear. But like, no, a lot of times I just, I, I just see them like, oh, she could, she gives spoiler free reviews. I'm like, if she likes it, if she doesn't like it, it doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. means if she likes it, it's probably going to make it. So I only use it to sift stuff toward the top of my queue. I never use anything to completely kill anything. I will use my own judgment as to whether or not I hate something, and that's it. So, if you appreciate somebody's taste, I can see going to their positive reviews and going, I haven't seen this yet. If I've already seen the movie, I don't want to see somebody's positive review. I don't give a shit. Now, um, the guys over Red Letter Media have made other films. They actually made a straight-up horror movie that now that I've seen this, I need to go see called Feeding Frenzy. I have not seen that. That sounds great. It is my next watch probably tonight or tomorrow, literally because I enjoyed this movie so much. Nice. Space Cop is a movie made by people who know their budget, know their constraints, got a few good gets as far as actors within their film, because mainly it's just them, but Patton Oswalt's in it for a short bit and towards the beginning. I really like Pat Oswalt's role, and I really like that he was willing to do this movie. Uh, you'll f see a few other character actors in the movie that you'll see the face of, not know their name. You're like, oh yeah, that guy, he was in that thing. Um, bit roles too. It's really encouraging to see that on a shoestring budget, they managed to make something that's very, very funny, gory, the, the, the clips, and, and, and keeps you watching it as a plot. And the, the clips plot you works. showed me were freaking hilarious and yep. just just in my line of sense of humor so and they avoid things like we could do cg but it's gonna look bad because we have no money 
they instead did practical effects. And when there is CG in the movie, it's very little and it's actually done well. So it's not well, distracting. It's not like the laser shots or whatever, the like explosion thing yeah, that you, th- that you Once in a while, me. there'll be a hologram that yeah. floats in and, the but air. Those are things like you, and they look good. But th- those are things you can literally go, like you and I could tonight go to how to make hologram after effects on YouTube yeah. and make one in 20 minutes yeah. based on a YouTube tutorial step-by-step on After Effects. So some of that stuff is fine. It's when you get into the real, like, creature effects, like a big CGI monster. practical effects are practical effects, and they look as good as the budget would allow, and it really doesn't hurt the film at all because you know what you're getting into when you watch this. This is about a cop in the future named Space Cop. Uh, All Space Cops have to legally change their name to Space Cop, by the way. So that's really confusing. Yeah. Um, And he ends up traveling back in time all the way to, I believe it's uh, 2007, And then we do a time jump of seven years to where he's been integrated into the, I believe it's the Milwaukee Police Force. Oh, wow. As Space Cop. Wisconsin. Yep. uh, With a partner and everything. And he fights crime, but he's he's reckless and he has too many casualties under his belt. Whatever he does ends up. Cop trope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Big cop trope. But like, he really goes overboard. Like, a cop at one point says, Dude, I heard you uh, destroyed an entire uh, cocaine warehouse. He's like, yeah, it ended up being a convalescent home. Killed a lot of elderly people. No cocaine at all. Like, he doesn't play by the rules, and he often gets things wrong, but he also doesn't care. I also like the thought that maybe he's illiterate and just saw CO and was like, that's cocaine and not convalescence. <laughs> and uh, traveling back in time with him are a series of uh, a spaceship full of aliens that he's lost track of for those seven years. But at this point in time, he's about to get back in touch with those aliens. And the whole plot basically centers around him trying to stop them. And then... It digresses from point to point where he wants to also figure out how to save his dead wife in the future, uh, which he brings up often, how she's dead in the future but not yet born in the past. And uh, about halfway through the film, he gets paired with a cryogenically frozen detective from the 1940s. It's like Encino Man. Yep, Who? Uh, so we end up with past cop and future cop working together in present day. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, it. it's just, I would say if you like the naked gun and don't mind uh, some blood, some bad costumes, uh, acting that is bad, that is perfectly bad. It is perfectly bad. Uh, the, the, I just can't describe it in any other way yeah, except you have it's, to watch. It's, it. Yeah, it's it's it seems like it was like they know what they're doing, and also like the co- the comedy is seriously funny. Yeah. And also, I checked uh, Feeding Frenzy is also just available to rent, uh, but for a dollar ninety nine for SD, it came out in twenty ten and it's really low low budget. I'm guessing that'll do you fine, but two ninety nine HD, or you can buy it for five ninety nine or six ninety nine. Okay, that's probably going to be even lower budget. But after seeing these guys make an actual yeah, yeah that came hour out, that came and forty six six, uh, six years before yeah hour and forty two minute film too. Like a lot of low budget films coming at like one twenty. They were like, yeah, yeah but, there's nothing to cut. We're keeping it all. Yeah, that's the thing is, like a lot of times I'm like, oh, like. That sounds too long for an indie movie. Yeah, like, it you really need, does. You need editors that aren't you, so you know, like, somebody can be like, no, that fucking it 20 wor- minutes goes. It worried me when I saw the length, knowing what I was getting into, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, how much of this am I going to fast forward through? Well, so, None of it. None. I so watched some, it all. Something, something recent happened to me, The Outwaters, the movie I was talking about that's uh, uh, streaming at Panic Fest. I think, actually, probably by the time people hear this, it's gone, but... Um, but it's a uh, found Man. footage found footage movie. Love that name. At uh, at you know horror festivals right now that I'm sure by a the lot summer of people will be who out. suffer from panic attacks go there accidentally. Is this Archon? Oh no! It's not. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It's not Archon at all. I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong place. And then you see the Outwaters, which by the way is the most disorienting, anxiety-inducing horror movie. But it, it comes in as a found footage movie at an hour and forty-nine minutes. Most found footage movies are an hour ten, hour twenty, unless you're like Belair Witch, which maybe you're 90 minutes. So, anyway. I also had something similar to what you said. So, um, there's not a whole lot else to bring to the table on it without giving away significant jokes, plot points, etc. Both of us have recommended our movies. I recommend yeah. Centipede Horror with the caveats I mentioned. You uh, uh, recommend Space Cop or Spacky Cop or Spick, Skip, uh, not Spick Cop, Skip Cop or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, Spick Cop? I want to see that movie now. <laughs> Space Cop. Yes. 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 And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, I, I fully recommend, recommend it. We, I guess maybe we should... With uh, caveats, I mean... We should maybe give it a, a rating for each one of ours, too. Because I realize... I, my, mine's easy. And, I, and, I and, use, and on a scale. We need to figure out a scale. We have all this work to do before 350. So I we already... Don't need to do I, I already do mine because I... I what, what did you give yours? Everything I watch on... Um, everything I watch, I put on my letterboxed mm-hmm. account. And so I gave mine three and a half out of five, seven out of ten. What? 
stars, hearts, spoons. That's where we have to figure out. Yeah, yeah, we need to figure out. Oh, okay. So, uh, I think three and a half cockroaches. Okay, I give mine a... We just have a new scale every every episode based on our movie. I, I give myself... No, my, How about you, you, I give my you, movie you, four, four space cops. Space cops? Okay, I was going to look dead wives, space cops. Yeah, space yeah. cops, good. Dead wives. I give myself four dead wives. Um, good. Four space cops, I give my three and a half... Um, uh, yeah. I give it four space cops out of five based on knowing what you're getting into and knowing whether you'd like yeah, it or not. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I played this movie for my wife, I think she would look at me like, what the fuck am I, I watching? I, I should also... But I know I would like this movie and I know Jer would like this movie, but I don't think the... That everyone in the world yes. would. Oh, and I say the same thing about centipede horror. Like you have to love exploitation cinema and like old like like if if anybody out there has ever seen the uh, the Chinese movie um, Black Magic, uh, which is from the seventies, like it's it's kind of like that without the uh, without the, the the martial arts and all that kind of stuff. So if you're into those really fucking bonkers all over the place, like yeah, fuck it. There's ghost God. skeleton chickens on fire now. I want like, I want to see a witchcraft martial arts movie now. Black Magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, go okay. watch Black Magic and Black Magic 2. They're, nice. Uh, they should be available out there. They're, they're no longer on like Prime anymore, but they're out there. So um, they're, they were like huge cult hits. I want, I actually, uh, for our uh, private Facebook group, for our horror movie group, I uh, highly recommended the first Black Magic movie. So uh, also, Human Lanterns is similar. It's not quite as good, though. Um, but there's a bunch that came from that era, era where it was like they're essentially exploitation horror. Plus martial arts, and it was awesome. All right. from the seventies, yeah. Um, all right, so I have a story paired with this, and yeah. this is where the, uh, the the movie choice came from. Uh, Canadian astronauts no longer free to rob and kill with abandon in space or on the moon. Uh, they were Canadians have been reckless in space, killing, raping, murdering, pillaging. Uh, we needed to rein these Canadians in, and the Canadian right. government themselves took hold of this, as and, they will do. It, they will they will self police. Yep. they will self space cop. And self space cop. And an amendment buried in in a 2022 federal budget bill extends Canadian criminal jurisdiction all the way into the cosmos. I believe this is the first country to do this. So they're pretty much saying, like, hey, we forgot to say you can't. There's no do vertical, whatever you want. There's no yes. vertical limit on their laws. Vertical laws, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, well, before I even get into the story, too, my uh, my extra piece of content definitely a space cop two vertical laws. Yeah. Like space, ver, ver, yeah. Ver, vertical, yeah, vertical crimes or something. Yeah. Space, oh. space Cop 2 going to the cosmos, eh? And it's all about, like, you've got, like, uh, Mike Myers. Well, well, he gets transferred to Canada, the main yeah. space cop. Yes. From Milwaukee, because it's close, right? Great Lakes region. Yeah. And it turns out yeah. his, uh, the, uh, the, the murderer of his second dead wife... Oh, is we actually got to bring up two wives. Is yeah. actually has actually evaded by going into international, not international, interspatial uh, uh, waters, aka space. And he's like, "I'm going to get up there no matter what." It's like you're not allowed to do that, space cop, because that's out of our jurisdiction. Fuck your jurisdiction. And he goes up and uh, and then and tries to kill again. It's his like second or third wife. Every movie has a wife a new that's wife. murdered. Yeah, and yeah, and he's got to go back in time. What? So wait, space cop is more of time cop. But they couldn't call it time cop. Well, I mean, he he's a cop in space in the future, not a cop on Earth in the future. Right, but then he goes back in time. That's that's all part of the movie. But he didn't right? mean to. Oh, okay. I don't I, like, I'm, I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be a, a I didn't a, see the movie. Would, I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be a time traveler if I just accidentally went through time. Would I? Of course you traveled through time, yeah. But I didn't mean to. So, if you end up at Arby's and you didn't mean to go to Arby's, you're still at Arby's, dude. I think there's some You're complicit- still an Arby's guy. You still you still ended up at Arby's. No. You're an Arby's, you're an Arby's traveler. Dude, if you traveled through space, I mean I mean it's in through time, you're a time traveler. Like if I if I went to bed tonight and woke up in Cancun, you're a time traveler. I'm not vacationing. <laughs> Nobody's talking about I'm that. I'm just in Cancun and don't know how I got there. We're not, this isn't called. This is called time vacation. This is called <laughs> time traveler. <laughs> you traveled. Traveling is an absolute definition. But oh, no, traveling, a vacation is a, I feel, is a piece I feel of like, mind. I feel like traveling needs intent. No, he doesn't. Like if you if you fall asleep, otherwise on a bus, you're just kidnapped. If you fall asleep on a bus, yeah, and I end up in Albuquerque, but I wanted to go to New York. You I was traveling to New York, but I ended. Oh, uh, so we're, we're, in Albuquerque. Okay, so you're 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 talking about traveling as a peace of mind, as opposed to like a yeah. little definition of if you yeah. travel from one end to the other, there's no intent. Yeah, if a, if a cop stopped me in Albuquerque and said, "Why did you travel to Albuquerque?" I'd be like, I didn't. I traveled to Alberta. 
guess I ended up in Albuquerque. Like the, yeah, the travel yeah. thing falls out the window once you are not where you are meant to be, even if it's space and time. But how about this? Uh, Webster's defines travel as go from one place to another, typically over a distance or some length. There's no intent behind travel. I feel like you need intent to travel. There's, it's not true. That's your belief. So you can be like, I'm not a time traveler. And everybody's like, yeah, technically, legally, you so, are. So theoretically, what I need to You're do You're not a time vacationer. I, I, I need... You're I, not a time vacationer. So I need to get in trouble in a way where I can get the Supreme Court to then define travel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever kind of trouble I get into, it needs to go all yeah, the way to the highest court We're going to get land. an overturn U.S. v. Bear <laughs> from 2022. <laughs> the definition of travel is now based on intent... If you did not have intention to end it up Shit, in I, your destination. I think by changing that definition, if I did that, I, I would do something to sex trafficking. Because, right, isn't that, isn't that also traveling without intent? Well, yes. You could have been, you could have been a, a time trafficker. <laughs> time trafficker. <laughs> <Time trafficking. laughs> hey, y'all. Technically, these chicks aren't even born yet. <laughs> like these fucking... <laughs> I didn't traffic nobody. They're yeah, not you, wanna, even... you wanna fuck some 14 year olds? These women are like 45 years old. Yeah, but they can like this is from like way up. <laughs> Technically they're 14. It's if you actually go over there, you can see she's outside that school right now. Technically. Alright, so hey, hey, roll roll that right into the sequel. <laughs> space Space Cop 2 Time Traffic. Yeah. I like that. That's good. It doesn't have to have to do anything to do with the story or anything. Like, yeah. No, no, you will about, about people. Well, it can be it can be about this Dude, time honestly, where they're changing the laws. Time trafficking. That is a that is an interesting thing because what if you bring a, like a young girl from the past to the future? You're like actually technically now she's uh, 33, but she just looks. We're like no. Yeah. Technically we found she, you. We found you with this 12 year old. Fingerprint her and look her up in the system. Well, yeah. it says she's 68. Give her back. <laughs> <laughs> Says she's I'm dead. not 68. <laughs> well, the computer says you are. It says here you've got a gravestone. In <laughs> I got old people shrink, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's your social security check, by the way. <laughs> I'll take that, says Ta the trafficker. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, oh, yeah the traffickers can also collect their social security checks. Yeah, time travel. Yeah, so, wow, so Space Cop 2 time let's travel. Let's never invent time travel. <laughs> it sounds like we just found a rift in it that's really... <laughs> Way darker than we even thought. We were like, yeah. everybody's going to go out and murder yeah. Someone's Hitler. Someone's got a stable yeah. of like 10 sex slaves who are underage and collecting their social security checks and legally doing it. <laughs> yeah, we, oh my God. We, we just all thought everybody's going to use it for like, you know, altruist purposes. We're just like, no. Oh, time trafficking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to go back and everybody's going to be like, there's going to be 30 people at Hitler's like, like outside Hitler's hospital when he's born. Be like, we're just here to kill the baby. That's going to cause a Holocaust. No. You're like, yeah, we're just going to time traffic. <laughs> Okay, Space Cop 2 Time Traffic, or Time Trafficker. Yep, that's the title. Okay. That's actually, I hate to say it, that's actually a cool concept. If you actually, like, darken that concept up for, like, a It's legit... a cool concept as a funny movie that plays with the concept. I it's would, a no, horrific no, concept no, and, if time travel became real and exactly, someone listened that's the, to the that's show. The, I would say it's also a great concept if somebody took that horrific concept, Black Mirror style, and made, like, a Black Mirror episode yeah. about it. So it can work in the dark, but, but in the it, fictional it would, universe, it's it would great. It would be like the uh, most dark comedy, though, because it would be kind of funny in yeah. the instance of like somebody being like, well, she's 68. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she don't look 68, but fingerprints But then don't it's lie. also horrific as the guy pulls away and goes, yep, you're mine now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty Let's bad. Let's go cash your pension checks. If you actually think <laughs> of the, the, the shittiness behind the comedy, it's terrible, but you could say that about every joke. So, uh, Space Cop 2, Time Traffickers. Uh yeah, on the short list. And so, uh, I guess this week we're really not gonna have time to get into uh web droppings. No, not really. I mean Which I, wait, which which by the way, for the listener, are now the old headlines. Which yes. uh, which 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 were the old web droppings yes. from way long ago. Essentially we, pretend the last pretend the last like hundred and twenty episodes didn't exist and we're going back to our old concept of web droppings and we're gonna do that at the stories. end of the show. And, uh, but and also, we're not going to do two movies next week. One of us will do a Yeah, movie. we're going to do one movie, and then we're probably going to actually get to these headlines slash now. Because now that we see this, 
without the explanation yeah. of the show, we probably took twenty minutes each, maybe said, a little yeah, longer. Yeah. So if if we do if we do like half the, a show the, as the, the thing, essentially, yeah. And then we've got headlines for the rest of the half well, slash web droppings. And now. and the web droppings we also make content from, just yeah. like always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want to still we don't want to get rid of all that stuff. So and we might doing, and we might drag taking the web one, droppings yeah. a little more towards the horror side, a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if we got that, but honestly, I I can actually see like already a couple of these uh, headlines web droppings. I might actually use to springboard uh, next week. Initially show. into um, yep. the, either carry them over to web droppings next week, or I might choose one, one of us. We should flip a coin for who starts next week, and that's what we'll do. So yeah, off air. But um, we may uh, probably won't be going out on mom spooky cunt. But uh, <laughs> if we don't this week, believe me, it will fucking happen between episodes. Mom spooky cunt. Mom spooky cunt. Yeah, mom spooky cunt. Get lost. Get lost. At this hour, we repeat, these are the facts as we know them. There is an epidemic of mass murder. The murders are taking place in villages, cities, rural homes, and suburbs with no apparent pattern or reason for the slayings. It seems to be a sudden, general explosion of mass homicide. 